Lesson 5 of Lessons on Manners for Home and School Use by Edith E. Wiggin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jill Preston. Lesson 5 Outline for Blackboard Manners Toward the Aged Respectful treatment at all times. Mistakes in grammar and pronunciation. Attention to remarks and questions. Patience in repeating answers. When to talk of and read to them. Waiting upon them and saving steps. Giving them the best seats. Helping them first at table giving up seats in cars and public places to them, never letting them feel in the way. Lesson 5. Manners Toward the Aged No person, however high his position, is so entitled to respect and attention as one with white hair and bent figure. No young person of right feeling and good breeding will ever fail in politeness toward the old. The Bible commands us to reverence the aged, and in one place says, Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head and honor the face of the old man. Even among the lowest races of men, respect for old people is almost universal. There is a story of an Indian which illustrates this. The writer tells us that many years ago, on the banks of the Kennebec River, he saw an Indian coming across in his canoe. He had his wife with him and a very old woman covered with a blanket. When he reached the shore, he kindled a fire, took out the old woman in his arms, and laid her down tenderly by it. He then cooked some food and gave it to her, while he and his wife waited until she had finished eating. Seeing the gentleman observing him, he pointed to the aged woman and said, It is my mother. In China, disrespect to the age is unknown, and disobedience to parents has been punished with death. We cannot expect to be honored when we are old unless we honor the old when we are young. Almost everyone has read the story of the wooden bull, which well illustrates what has just been said. An old man who had a home with his son had become so infirm that he could no longer work. His son treated him unkindly and grudgingly gave him scanty portions of coarse food, making the poor old man feel that he was considered a burden by his own child. Matters grew worse until at last he was not allowed to come to the table. His son made for him a rude wooden bowl from which he ate his food in the kitchen. One day this son saw his own little boy at work, with his jackknife on a piece of wood. What are you doing, my child? he asked. 
I am making a wooden bowl like Grandpa's for you to eat out of when you are old, father, said the child. This answer made such an impression upon his son, showing him what treatment he had a right to expect from his own children after the example he had given them, that from that time he treated his old father with the respect and kindness he himself wished to receive in his old age. We should never laugh at mistakes in speech. The old-fashioned expressions that seem so queer to us may have been right when those who used them were young. Some of our ways of speaking will probably seem as strange to young people when we are old as theirs do now to us, so we are laughing at ourselves beforehand. Then we should remember that years ago school privileges were not so great as they are now. Children then went to school but little in comparison with us, and their speech was not watched and corrected by teachers as ours is. We ought never to criticize mistakes in the aged as we would in our little brothers and sisters. It is disrespectful, and besides, they are too old to change habits. We should listen with attention and with no sign of impatience to all they say. Answer their questions kindly and not contradict, even if through forgetfulness the same question is often asked and mistakes are made. If they are childish and sometimes fault-finding, we should treat them with their gentleness we would show to a little child, together with the respect that belongs to gray hairs. If they are hard of hearing, we should repeat patiently and gently and never shout an answer. When we talk with them, we should talk of what they care for, even if it is what we are not interested in. If we try, we can generally become interested for their sakes. We should be willing to read to them articles and books that may seem prosy to us. We ought to think how long the days must seem to those who are too feeble to go out as we do, and we should be glad to do what we can to entertain them. We should cheerfully wait upon old people and let them feel that young hands and feet are glad to take the place of theirs. There are countless little services which we can perform for them. We can bring grandfather his hat and cane, find a place in the paper for him with our bright eyes, thread grandmother's needle, pick up drop stitches in her knitting, hunt for her glasses when she loses them, and run on errands for them both. They ought to have the most comfortable chairs, in winter the warmest seats by the fire, and in the evening the place where their falling eyes shall have the best light. If we are sitting in the only rocking chair in the room, or in the easiest one, and an old person enters, we should immediately rise and offer it to him, not simply ask if he would not like it. At the table, we should see that old people are helped first and their wants carefully attended to. In cars or public places, a boy or girl should never allow an old man or woman to stand, but should hasten to give up a seat and insist on its being taken, especially if the person is poorly dressed. The following story of what happened long ago in the famous old city of Athens well illustrates this point. A play was to be performed at the principal theater of Athens, 
and the seats were soon taken. When the theater was full, an old man came in and looked around for a seat. He was quite infirm and could not stand long. He looked first one way and then another. At length he saw a party of young Athenians beckoning to him. He tried to get to them, which he had to do by climbing over seats and pushing through the crowd, and when at last he reached them, they sat down, and instead of giving him the seat he expected, took up all the room, leaving the old man standing. In this theater were some seats fitted up for strangers. These were filled by young Spartans, who, when they saw the behavior of the Athenians, were much displeased and beckoned to the old man to come to them. When he was near them, they all rose and received him with the greatest respect. The whole assembly, seeing this, could not help bursting into a shout of applause. The old man then said, The Athenians know what is right, but the Spartans practice it. Above all things, we should never let the old feel that they are in the way, or that it is a relief when they leave the room. They are usually sensitive to anything, like a slight, and their feelings are quickly hurt by real or seeming neglect. End of Lesson 5 Recording by Jill Preston